Welcome to the uh, Hiltonia Retirement Press Conference. Coach Tierney will start with an opening statement. Uh, and then if you can just put a cue in the chat, um, I will call on you guys to ask questions and we'll go from there. Coach T, it's all you. Thank you, Nico. Um, good morning, everybody. And uh, just appreciate you all uh, getting on on this. It's kind of uh, not not of the norm, but uh, um, um, just humbled and, and thankful for uh you know, for for being able to have this experience on my, on my own terms, uh, to have my family and my team be as supportive as they've been, Nico and his staff have certainly, as always, been been phenomenal through this process. As have our administrators, especially my AD Josh Burlow, and then maybe most of all my associate head coach Matt Brown, who, uh, you know, as you know, has been at my side for 14 years and. Uh, continues to just be such a great support for me and as I told the team yesterday not much is going to change because uh in reality Matt will be running the program and I'll be yelling at the refs so uh uh thank you for uh getting on happy to answer any questions and uh, uh I appreciate you guys more than you know Graham Associated Press Hey, Coach, uh, congratulations on this uh, wonderful move and uh, good luck with the, in the future. And I know you have a season left, but uh, I guess when you made the move from Princeton to Denver back in, what, 2009, could you have imagined this kind of success and the impact you've had on, I guess, lacrosse west of the Mississippi? Well, you know, uh, um, I've always, thank you, Pat, for the question and for being here. I've always been a dreamer. I've always, uh, you know, set probably... Uh, outlandish um, goals for myself and my teams and my family. And uh, when I came here, as I said many times, it was a very selfish, very selfish reason. I had, I, I could have stayed at Princeton and, and I just felt like um, I had one more challenge left at me, left in me. My son Trevor was out here and was willing to coach with me. And uh, um, so, so by coming out here, it, interestingly enough, it, it gave me the opportunity to do what I had done for all my other jobs except Princeton, uh, which was to stay for three years, try to make it a little bit better, and then get the heck out of Dodge. And and so um, when I came out here, it was kind of the opportunity to, to rejuvenate a program and uh, try to help make it better, challenged by by uh, Peg Bradley Doppis, who was RAD at the time. And you know, she gave me that challenge of, you know, getting this program straightened out and 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 in her, you know, bigger mind than mine, uh, help try to do a, a, some small part in helping the game grow out West. So um, what I was surprised at when I got here, Pat, is that we we had the talent we did. And that's credit to, to uh, John Torpy, Matt Brown, Jamie Monroe for for putting a heck of a roster together. We just had to change the culture a little bit, bring in some more good guys, and then uh, kind of let it ride. Patrick Stevens, Lacrosse Magazine. Hey, Bill. Obviously, congrats on on all this. What? Why now? And uh, what kind of was 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 this something you had thought about doing even before, maybe during the pandemic, or what? What was kind of rooted in the timing of it? I guess. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. And, and uh, you know, a couple of things. No, number one is, as you know, I've been blessed over a lot of years, uh, starting at my years at Hopkins to be in these final four situations and coaching in front of a lot of people. And uh, 
And but and so with that in mind, and I forget what the numbers are of final fours or championship appearances, whatever it might be, you know, you, you played in front of 30 or coached in front of 30, 40, 45,000 people. And in the last two years, Pat, I, I felt like um, I felt more stress built upon my myself uh, uh, to to achieve, to do better, because I felt like, uh, you know, we had made a promise to this place. We had made promises to young men. And uh, and I just wanted to make sure I, I I fulfilled those promises, not not so much the championship stuff or the wins and losses, but but more of the the overall stuff that thankfully a lot of people think I've been somewhat uh, helpful in in the growth of young men. And then um, and so with that in mind, I knew something it, time was coming, you know, and I knew something was up. Uh, some years back, I asked Peg to extend my contract because, uh, uh, you know, I didn't I wasn't sure if I was going to write it out, but that was going to end at the end of next year. So I knew I had that that room to wiggle. And uh, but why now uh, really came down to the the main the main reason that it came down to was when you make a decision like this, you have to let some people know about it. And, you know, whether it's literally or figuratively, people talk in their sleep, people uh, go to cocktail parties, people, you know, have close friends that they can keep in confidence. And somewhere along the line, my greatest fear was this slipping out to my team and them finding out without it coming out of my mouth. And so um, with this team, as I told them yesterday, they gave me and, and our coaching staff our most enjoyable fall ever. And, and I'm going back a lot of years just by, you know, the post-COVID bringing the culture back. We've got a group of senior leaders, captains that are just, you know, brought it all back together and I was kind of relieved looking at the fall and then our result in the fall we had a great day up in Canada playing the Canadian national team and St. Joe's and uh, I just felt like with all the all the guys all the great players we've we've lost in the last couple of years Jack Hanna Ethan Walker you know all those guys Danny Logan you know you can go through the whole litany of them um, I, I, I felt like this team needed to get our culture back but most importantly for them was to with me knowing i was going to make this announcement for them to hear it from my mouth for them to get over it yesterday today tomorrow so that we start practice on monday it's it's you know all guns are blazing and uh you know as i told them uh you know this season will be no different matt brown will run the team and i'll yell at the refs <laughs> It, so are, did you finalize the decision in the last couple of weeks or was that something that you'd had kind of figured out previously? Yeah, I, I kind of figured it out at the end, you know, sometime during the season last year, Matt and I started talking about it and it was too abrupt. It was too sudden. I wanted to, I wanted to get us back. Um, one thing I've always said in, in leaving all these jobs that I've left, starting with leaving junior high teaching jobs and coaching jobs and, and, uh, and everything else uh, was that two things. I wanted to um, leave it better than I found it or make it better than I found it. And secondly, leave the cupboard, 
leave the cupboard full. And and I didn't think at the end of last year our cupboard was full. And and with this year's freshman class, and as I mentioned, that senior leadership that we've developed, and then the the, the looking forward to. Uh, hopefully six or seven of these last senior COVID guys coming back next year. And with the, fr with the three recruiting classes, the, the, the freshmen now, the, the, the freshmen next year and the freshman year after so far, uh, we're back. We'll, or we will be back with, uh, you know, uh, it's funny. I, I think of the, the team that had the hardest, the hardest part of me leaving, which is the team that should have been that most happy that I was leaving, was my last high school coaching job. I was coaching girls basketball, and these kids were the greatest things going. And my last game of my last coaching job in high school was, um, this was at Levittown Memorial, which was my high school. I was the, also the head football and head lacrosse coach, was that uh, we played the school, Westbury High School, which had great basketball players. And we scored the first basket. We were up two nothing, and I was so excited. Well, they scored the next seventy two, and we and we scored the last two. So we lost seventy two to four in my last high school experience. And those, and then when I had to tell those girls I was leaving, that they were they were distraught. I said, "There's got to be somebody better on earth that can at least not lose seventy two to four. Kevin Brown inside the cross. They built hoping for a, a better last game this season than than seventy two and four. But uh, congrats on obviously the the decision in your career. But just what is the outpouring of support just from everyone the the last eighteen hours been like for you? And any other any specific messages stand out from this? Yeah, definitely. I you know first of all, overwhelming as I told Terry Foy this morning, overwhelming and and very humbling because in this business is there's a lot of competition there's a lot of uh you know fighting for the same kids there there's a lot of uh you know we the athlete athletes and coaches are people that are and I tell my team this all the time and I'm, how proud I am of them because they're willing to put their life and their hard work on a scoreboard and we all know anybody who's been in sports knows that uh you can get bad breaks in games. You can you can get lucky in games, uh, you know, and 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 so you know, with that in mind, the the outpouring from coaches, um, ex players, players that chose not to play for me, whether it be at Denver or Princeton, um, people that I haven't heard from from a long time, uh, you know, has been just pretty overwhelming, and. Uh, and really moving to be honest with you and there's been so many nice messages i guess so far the the, the one that has stood out from one of my parents was was just um you know the, the fact that we were willing to take a kid from you know uh, an outlying area of our country and you know we, we have to do that we're not going to get all of ty zander's top 10 guys and and so uh um taking a kid from an outlying area who was a C plus student who has, uh, you know, played in high school lacrosse. There was only two teams in town and just wanted this so badly taking a chance on that kid. And now he's a, you know, he's a B plus student. He's going to be in a, you know, a, a PLL guy. And, uh, and, and so the note from his dad was just, 
kind of um, reminded me of, of why we do this thing, you know, and, and that was pr pretty moving. And then of course, some of the ones that from other coaches and, and, and stuff. And as I said, guys who have played for me, uh, it's hard to quantify how, how much that means. Pat, come here inside the cross. Hey coach, Pat Graham again. Hey, uh, I guess, uh, doing this for as long as you have, there's no way you can just turn it off. I guess, uh, how do you see yourself channeling that passion? What, what are you, you going to channel that passion into that you have for lacrosse? And can you see yourself just sitting in the stands and watching? <laughs> uh, if I'm in the stands, I'm going to beg, par borrow, and steal from someone to, to put a mic in front of my mouth so I can rip into the other coaches and tell them how bad they are. Because that's what you guys have been doing forever. But uh, um, no, nah, it's look, Pat. I, I I've said this yesterday. I'm I'm a terrible golfer. You know, I, I off the off the tee I can probably hit it 240, but because of my slice it ends up about 170, 180, and uh, I can't stand the five hours or six hours it takes to get through a round of golf. So uh, that's probably out of the question unless I get some really good lessons. Um, my life has been lacrosse. You know, my life's goal when I went to college was to be the head football coach at my high school. And I became that. Um, that lasted one fall. And uh, then I dove into this college football thing, a uh, college lacrosse thing. <clears throat> and it's been my life. It's been my family's life. Uh, thankfully, when my wife and I had four children within five years, thankfully, she was, she was there to, uh, to raise those kids as I was in quotes, helping raise other people's kids. So, um, so answer your question is yes. It's somehow, some way, somebody's going to call me in the next six months and say, "Hey, why don't you do this in the world of lacrosse?" You know, I am involved right now with <clears throat> being the president of our coaches association. I've learned so much. You know, Coach Danowski uh, called me in in early July and and was really thankfully had the foresight to be concerned about this NCAA, um, you know, transformation stuff. And so we formed a committee of, of a small committee of a transformation committee of to follow their transformation committee. And we learned so much talking to people in higher ed, talking to people in higher levels of athletics, NCAA people, athletic directors, and, and learning so much about it that, Interestingly enough, what we feared six week six months ago um, now looks like it may come to fruition. You know, when as the as the transformation committee breaks this thing down, it looks like each sport, other than maybe football and basketball, will be a little bit more autonomous in in running itself. And uh, you know, who knows where that's going to go in the next month, two year? But uh, I'm excited about maybe due to length of tenure and still being alive, uh, trying to help that process for, for whatever it can it help in, in the game of lacrosse. You know, the other things were the fact that I've had many friends due to the uh, terrible foresight of some athletic directors who were, these guys were let go, who put their heart and soul into their jobs and were great at it, which was, makes it more baffling. Um, I'm going out on my own terms. And then finally, uh, I think we've looked up in, uh, you know, our, 
my our family history and uh, not many tyranny men have made it out of their 70s so I'm, I'm trying to make sure that i i've been blessed i stay healthy and uh and tr try to make it over that hurdle as well Bingo. Uh, Matt, I can't hear you. Does anybody else have a question while Matt works on that? Sorry about that. I, I think oh. I'm good now, right? Okay, yep, go. You, you would think after three years doing this, I'd figure it out. But uh, Coach T, um, congrats on everything. Um, all the success, all the championships, um, but the sport is in such a different place now from you know when you started playing and coaching in it. Um, is there anything you take special pride in, in maybe your role in, in helping transform the sport? Well, you know, I mean, a, a couple of things that I probably get more credit for than I deserve um, was, you know, in quotes, the Princeton defense. You know, there's there's a gentleman who I've mentioned many times that I've learned more lacrosse from in three years than anybody else. And that's not to disparage anybody else, because, you you know, Matt, th this sport is all about thievery and looking at somebody else's ideas and tweaking them a little bit. But Freddie Smith, who was the defensive coordinator at Hopkins long time, took me under his wing when I was there. You know, I was so-called first assistant, but back then there were no, there was no limitations on coaching staffs. And so I was the 11th coach and the only one who hadn't gone to Hopkins. So I was really the ball boy, uh, you know, in glorious terms, um, making a whopping 24,000 with four kids. And by the way, I had to coach soccer, which I knew nothing about. But Freddie took me under his wing and taught me so much. The, off, the defense I used to run when I was at RIT and Levittown Memorial was just the opposite. We used to drive guys to the middle of the field. But the, 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 the concept that stayed the same was believing in high pressure and sliding and double teaming but what i learned from freddie was things about driving guys down the side taking away x uh you know um just all the things he taught me to go on all day so when i got to princeton and i tried the, the hopkins defense for the first two years and we were woefully short of talent um i figured out what the heck i can't do any worse so let's try a combination of what freddie does with my ideas of quicker slides, higher pressure and everything else. And it caught on. And uh, uh, I always talk about, uh, you know, Mike Messier, the great coach at West Jenny in 2007, after I gave it away when Dave Metzbauer, who was ahead of his time with things, technology, uh, put together a, a PowerPoint for me. And I spoke to a thousand coaches at the convention and kind of gave, gave it all away. Um, but I felt at the time, like, People knew what was going on and it was, I wanted to give back to the game. So, um, uh, you know, so, so as, as we move on the Princeton defense, but I, you know, another talk I've given over the years, and I think it's, it maybe holds true for me. I hope it does because we're going to have to, we're going to have to be a little bit creative this year, uh, especially at the offensive end is telling young coaches that, um, you, you know, I give I gave one speech one year square I called a square peg in a round hole you know don't be that coach who just has his system and only his system 
and then bring new group in each year and try to shove that system down their throat. Yes, we had the Princeton defense system for a long, long time, and, and it was pretty successful. But even over those years, we tweaked it a bit and added to it and, and everything else and stole ideas from other people who perfected it better than I. And, uh, and so I think that the thing, and it's been more here at Denver and maybe at Princeton, because Metsy did the offense the way he wanted to do it, and I'm thankful for that. And now Matt Brown does the offense the way he does it. But what we've learned is that out here at Denver, we have a different character playing defense and short stick and stuff, and we've had to we've had to tweak that. And I I think we've been pretty successful with that. There are some times I think not, but uh, um, so if there's anything out there, I'd say. And, and it's the advice I give young coaches is be flexible, coach to your coach to your players talent, not your talent. And, you know, I, you know, and, and I think that uh, um, the other part, the, the non lacrosse part uh, for whatever the, the, the people who see me for two hours on TV on a Saturday afternoon, um, you know, way back when, when I moved out here um, and uh you know, there was a lot of articles written by, you know, Lacrosse Magazine and by Inside Lacrosse. It is just this fact that, uh, you know, I think I'm pretty proud of the fact that that those two hours, there's there's this other thing that creeps into me and makes makes it crazy and all that stuff. But that I that I'm I've tried my best uh, to 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 be a better person and 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 to to help young coaches uh, as they enter this game. Any other questions, gentlemen? Yes, uh, Nico, I, I'm, I tried to raise my hand, but, but could oh. not at that moment. <clears throat> Coach, it's Matt DeSilva from USA Lacrosse. How are you? Good, Matt. Thanks for being on. Congratulations. Um, I, I guess at, at this juncture, it'd be remiss not to ask if there's a succession plan in place at Denver. You've spoken glowingly about Matt Brown for so long. Um, and, 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 you know, all signs would point to that and don't need to paint you in a corner on that either, but I just wonder if those conversations had been had. And then as it pertains to this 2023 season, how, how do you expect to, to just manage uh, that, that balance between coaching this team that you're very excited about and, and, and maybe not having it be all about, you know, Bill Tierney's swan song. Um, and I know you kind of made a point of that in your statement yesterday. So just those two questions, if you don't mind. Yeah, and 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 just for you and and the rest of the guys, one thing I before I answer Matt's questions, um, I did want to mention, you know, uh, uh, just real quickly that some people important in in my life is all those all those people who took a chance on me. I go back to the the spring of 1974 where I didn't know where I was going to coach lacrosse, and a, a gentleman named Buddy Krumenacker on Long Island hired me to be his assistant at Great Neck South High School, where I eventually became the head coach. And you talk about longevity in sport, Buddy just won the Long Island football championship at Farmingdale High School. So um, I'm so thankful, and I probably haven't done a good enough job of thanking him because he was the first one that took a chance. And then trying to quickly count at Great Neck, at Levittown, at RIT, at, you know, Hopkins and Princeton, and now here at Denver, um, all the ADs who have hired me and, and um, given me the chance to, to, 
not only coach those teams, but be Bill Tierney, uh, which sometimes can be a little embarrassing for an AD. Um, I'm, I'm so thankful for, um, but getting again, Matt, thanks for the, your, uh, your, your patience on that one. But, um, you know, in answer to your question is, look, I, I've had a succession plan in place for a lot of years since I've been here. This, this guy, Matt Brown has been, um, I remember when I took the job, my son, Trevor promised to be my <clears throat> associate head coach. We were a little concerned that maybe DU would have a, <clears throat> you know, a HR issue with nepotism type stuff. Well, Peg Bradley Doppis took care of that in one fell swoop. And, and so Trevor was my associate head coach. And the first thing he told me is we've got to hire this guy, Matt Brown. He's only 27 years old, but he's he's a genius offensively. And neither one of us know a thing about offense. So um, and and so we did. And within a week or so, Matt had taken this program because I was still in New Jersey for the summer and and just gotten it, gotten it going. Now, he told me who was good. He told me who to keep. He told me who to get rid of. Uh, he he kept the recruiting going because thankfully our, our admissions people told me we could take some more people in that summer, which we did. We took five more guys in and eventually built up built up the uh the roster for that for that first year as as we went forwards and so since that point you know Matt Brown has been so instrumental not only on the lacrosse side of things uh but in my life he's he's like a second son to me his wife Jewel is is you know just just a great supporter just like my wife Helen has been and uh they have three beautiful daughters and and Matt's been he's an amazing guy. He started US Box LA, he which is the youth youth box lacrosse premier program in our country. Uh he's the head coach of the Canadian national team, been the head coach of their under 19 team, been instrumental in Canadian lacrosse. And if and if you've followed us along the way, our recruiting is that we we built it on the mantra of the three C's, you know. At the time, when we first got started, it was Colorado, California, and Canada. Well, you know, now we've expanded, uh, you know, from the California thing because we still get a lot of Colorado kids. Our 2024 20, class already has six Colorado kids committed in it because we've we've built our Denver Elite program up to a level where we can recruit those kids, and they're very good. Um, and then certainly Canada, if you look at our program, uh, and you look at our championship and you look at our, our championships and our final four appearances, uh, the first names that come out of mouths are, are Canadian people, are Canadian guys. And, and we've been so blessed through Matt, through Matt and his recruiting to have those guys. In fact, maybe too, too much so that now everybody else caught on after we won the championship and Westberg carried us on his back. Um, you know, alongside of some of the great American kids we've had, but knowing that we're, again, we're not going to get those top Baltimore, top Long Island kids. Um, you know, the Canadian thing has been really instrumental, but then added to that now, um, we've kind of taken the other sea away and kind of gone Colorado, Canada, and everybody else. We have a young man that's, that just uh, came to us actually this week in January, um, who's from Iowa, and he represents the 34th different state that we've had players from on our team in the last 14 years since Matt has been in charge of our recruiting. And, and so um, 
fast forward to the the great offensive teams, the the some of those victories early in in our career together that people kind of looked at and said, how'd they do that? Uh, and people saying, like I mentioned before with the the Princeton defense, people get no, we get notes all the time telling us about the the, the Denver offense. And and look, there is nobody, nobody at all more more influential in in getting that going than Matt Brown. So with with all of that in mind and the fact that in the last four or five years, knowing that this day was inevitable, I've tried to mentor Matt a little bit more to to be in the next head coach at, at Denver. Now, with all that in mind, you know, uh we're we're in a position now where it's right before the season. It's kind of a sudden announcement to the team um you know there's gonna be there's gonna be a bit of a process and and obviously my my uh you know my what i know what i feel what i hope what i'm gonna bargain you know you know politicize for is a no-brainer is that matt matt should be the next head coach at denver and, and i'm very confident that that's going to happen And then his second question, Coach, was about uh, how do you balance the 2023 team and all of the lasts that you'll be going through this year? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, and, and Dana O'Neill and I talked about this a lot, and I'm thankful for her. And, you know, her article yesterday, Dana was the first first person to ever interview me at Princeton in the fall of 1987, my first year there. And so she married my trainer, George O'Neill, and she's honestly uh wrote one of the nicest articles i've ever had written about me uh at the championship after the championship weekend and and so um uh so we've been talking about about that that whole idea of uh the the swan song the, the you know uh and the last thing i want because i know lacrosse coaches uh, our profession has kind of gone from uh you know um what I what I what I call kind of call uh you know uh uh respectful thievery or respectful hate for each other but but respectful to crossing the line a little bit and uh and so what I don't want is 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 guys or, or schools or whatever um to to when we make our last visit tell tell me what a great guy I am because I know in their eyes, I'm not. So with that in mind, uh, you know, I pre I'll appreciate along the way. Um, we, we kind of did something like this at Princeton when we went back a few years ago and, you know, they insisted on at least a pregame announcement and, uh, um, and, and it was fine. It was fine. Uh, and, and I appreciated that because I spent 22 years there. So I'm hoping it's not, it's not big. Obviously, I know Josh Burlow, RAD here, and our people here are gonna have a, you know, have a day, you know, and we're not sure when that when that is. But what one of the reasons by doing this yesterday, I wanted to get all this stuff out of the way. I'm not gonna be able to avoid it if it happens somewhere else, but I'm gonna know deep down that uh that <clears throat> this is all part of the journey. I've been blessed, you know. I uh I go to church most days of the year and, and I'm and not because I'm a good guy, but because I'm so blessed and thankful for what this world is and, and what our Lord has given us. Um, but, um, you know, I, I'm, that's the one thing I'm looking forward to being over for is, uh, 
is this, the so-called victory lap because uh, uh, with this year's team, and you asked that question, um, started my career with, with people not thinking my teams were going to be very good, doubting some of the moves I've made. Um, and uh, we, we have our challenges this year, as I mentioned before, with the people that we've lost in the last couple of years, especially offensively. But we've got an amazing face-off guy. We've got a four-year starting goalie. We've got four poles that have been starting for four years with four more that we're very confident in. We've got our best short stick group we've ever had, uh, other sans uh, Danny Logan. And um, we, f we feel pretty good about where we're going to be.